0: Today is a, a milestone on the podcast because it's the 50th episode of the show. And for the 50th episode, we're actually having the first, yeah, let's go. We're having the first in-person podcast recording yet. So this is going to be pretty awesome. We got Sewell Brown, who's a friend of mine from New Orleans. Met him last year, a couple of years ago. Oh, sorry. I friend of mine from New Orleans for me, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's from Texas. But I know him. Because we met in New Orleans, um, and he's the founder and owner of Real Estate Renovations, which is a new um, general contracting company, construction company in New Orleans. Um, so, Sorel, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, a
1: pleasure to have him. Appreciate it. Looking
0: forward to be on. Awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. So, um, well, let's start. We both went to Tulane. You uh, you play football at Tulane. Yes. It's, it's pretty awesome. I want to hear a little bit about your experience playing football, but also. Tulane, if if people aren't watching the news or you know are not avid Tulane fans, uh, we just won the conference championship. The team just won the conference championship. We're going to the Cotton Bowl, which is going to be in Texas, which is pretty cool. But yeah, 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 I'm excited to go too. But um, yeah. So how's that as a as a fan, I guess, or as an alumni? And yeah, just want to hear a little bit about
1: yeah, just like my experience as playing at Tulane. Yeah, yeah. So I had kind of a a different experience playing at Tulane because I came in um ready to go ready to start ready to play and within my first seat like before we even started ball camp i had tore my ACL. Mm. so i spent the whole year just recovering from from surgery took me like nine months to get all the way back around right and i tore that on august 1st of like 2018 on august 1st of 2019 i tore on meniscus on the other knee i'm sorry so then I <laughs> my sophomore year too so my freshman sophomore year boom out the door like did not have any playing time i played a little bit in like spring and stuff but um definitely those two years were a big like shock for me because i thought a lot of my college experience was going to be spent towards football and very quickly it wasn't very suddenly so like yeah i had to kind of adapt what that would kind of look like um and just keeping it you know through like just to answer more your question on the football so i can dive deeper into other things um about college experience but like i played my my junior year finally was feeling a lot better um and finally got to like get on the field more my knee was still bothering me so i was kind of in and out of practices and out of games but still enough to where like I was still able to play like I started a few games at the beginning and like in the season and that was just like surreal yeah <laughs> it's like you know like play like even though Tulane relatively is like a smaller college it still is that you know big FBS um,
2: yeah
1: you know I level college football yeah so, D1 like, yeah exactly so like man like there's so many times I remember being like high school, elementary, whatever, and knowing I want to play football. I'd watch these cats on like TV and see like Tulane playing or whoever it was playing. And it was just like 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 just star shot. Like you, you it's like you don't understand that, that you're gonna get to that age where that can be a possibility. It's just like these are like people that are performing like on TV. Like <laughs> it's like and I say that because like it like in games and in like practice and stuff, I would literally like stop and like take moment like. Like <laughs> I, I'm I play football like at Tulane, like we're running through like a tunnel, like we're in freaking Navy uh in um, yeah. where is that Maryland? There's freaking fighter jets going uh, down the field before we go off or like kickoff. And yeah. just, like it was it was really dope, like a really um really cool opportunity and like you know I take every even though although very limited, it was it was a dope um experience and we were you know okay like <laughs> like, you know we did well like six and five going um but I didn't play my senior year and I think it was so like that was the first time I wasn't able to like be a part of the team I had to medically disqualify football and then uh, but now yeah seeing them like take from last year going like two and eight two and ten to like flipping it totally around Completely. and it's the same team guys that like you know I was in the locker room with like the year before and stuff it's just amazing so I and like, this is so cool. Like, the Cotton Bowl, like, that was it's a big deal I think of when I was, like, younger. Absolutely, younger. in like, Texas. Yeah, right? so this is this is
0: dope, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to go to the Cotton Bowl. And, uh, yeah, finish 14 in the country. Tight, Could yeah. be even better, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well, um, I guess getting to, to real estate, we'll start every podcast with the question, what was your first milestone in real estate?
1: I would say my first milestone in real estate was – I took this, I've always taken it from like kind of like a, I wanted to, at the end of the day, like real estate is, is understanding like the value of the property, the value of like the building as well. So I kind of took it from related back to like football. I took this from like a very like simple approach of like, okay, if I'm going to learn how to do something, I want to learn it to like, it's fullest, like extent of it. Um, there's two things about that, but like yeah, so my first interaction with real estate was really just like going back to, uh, when I went back to Texas during Ida, mm. um, I worked with a for a company called Spectra. They do a property service, like building commercial uh, real estate, commercial development, residential development as well. And I just worked as like a crewman. So I was out there like putting hanging like drywall painting. Um, on top of, like, the stockyards, like, blowtorch and roof, like, very, like, ground, like, ground working, uh, with no intent of being, you know, a construction worker, but, in it, it, that was my interaction with, like, real estate, because I was understanding what was, what goes into the, like, building process, how much material is going to be needed, how much time it's going to take to get these very basic things done, um, and that's kind of been my, like, that was, like, my first, like, step into it it's like okay I'm, my first step into early estate was really looking at it from my construction side and that was like my sophomore year going into my junior year of college yeah yeah and that's kind of like even now like obviously I've started my own business and I work with other construction companies but it's with the intent of being basically like undeniable or like well-rounded once I enter into my own investments
2: in
0: real estate yeah so i mean that's awesome because i feel like it's a lot of people in real estate that don't have the background where like you started at like the the lowest level in like the best way possible like you got the experience like you actually see what it's like to work there you get to see what the real the interaction like between the workers and the you know person who's running the construction and then there's even like the next level there's the construction um, manager to the to the owner or even to like the development manager but like you know, seeing it from this level, and I mean, you've been working your way up because you've been at different parts of the industry at different companies. but, um, I mean, that's a perspective i I don't think I'm gonna get, you know of because i'm I'm kind of starting at the the corporate level or the i guess the financial level, the you know back the office doing the Excel sheets and yeah. you know running the numbers. so um I mean, it's uh, I a mean, what do you think about in terms of what have you learned from like that experience? I guess starting and even from there? You know, what's the the process of seeing it from from that perspective you know something that i i'm not good, I, I haven't gotten so yeah in. and
1: like and that's i know we talked about this a while back uh, yeah thing, ben, was like like that's something that i still need to get better at it's like the more like the financial side because yeah. those are two essential parts of like real estate i think it's like yeah. obviously the the construction knowing what like how long it takes to so you have like a good schedule right. have a good cost analysis but also the financials what can you do with it what's the opportunity and stuff like that which is like essential and yeah like i think that i just wanted to make sure that i had the most basics of it at first and this kind of goes into more we we'll may get into this later but like just a lifestyle of like i wanted to be able like just to be fully like self-sufficient um with my business and make it to where it kind of transform into these different things um and Yeah. So that's why, that's a big reason why I wanted to start out with construction is because like I really just, I've always been like very entrepreneurship minded uh, and I did not want to even like, like work, even if it was like for real estate development, like company Um, for a while. I wanted to, you know, approach it just from like that construction side, but it is something that every day, like I still meet with my, uh, my former boss, uh, Michael Bozio, who's a real estate Professor was a real estate freshman at Tulane. And that way, I can still, I'm still trying to attain that like real estate knowledge and still like meeting with them. That way, like when I'm ready to take that step or an opportunity to approach for a JV with, you know, like a mm-hmm. um a developer or something like that, then I have the well with all and the financial knowledge to understand that's a good deal. We can get into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just so funny because like you started by saying, like, you, you know, you get to know like the, the schedule, the, like, you get to know what things cost, the assumptions, how to do that. Like, the funny thing is like, I'm here on my desk, like, like creating an Excel model where like, it, I know like it works, like all the, you know, assumptions lead into the, the um outcomes. Like I got a fi- complex, like understanding. I can do like sensitivity analysis. I can do like, you know, I can kind of, like discount it into the future or whatever. I understand how all that works, but I'm sitting there. It's like, wait, I have no idea what to make my assumptions. I have no idea what how much it costs to get wood. I have no idea how much it costs to get you know bricks. I, I don't even know how to get those things like I don't even know where to start and it's just like it's so funny it's really you know I think you it's i think it would be easier for you to learn the finance stuff than me to learn the the um the construction and the um like the, make the assumptions and that's why I think teamwork is such a big part of real that's
1: estate what I was say, man. Like right. The is like uh, i think there's a lot of knowledge in what you're saying that's that's also extremely critical i can build whatever the hell i want to build or know how to build whatever but if i don't understand how to financially understand the opportunity that i'm going into all the different factors and also how to like structure that deal and yeah stuff, then that means nothing and that's where you can really get also like you take advantage of it yeah, too like, right <laughs> so yeah but i am definitely looking like, forward uh, to like doing that type of like knowledge uh switching and and yeah i think my my approach is 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 just trying to take it from you know i think it's like you said i think from my like from my thought i think that it was the construction side is a lot harder to understand because there's just so many more like little nuance like components to it and i did feel like okay once i can get this you know I've, i've always this is something that i also have never done like, yeah. throughout business school, I've taken, like, analytics and, like, right. real estate classes and stuff, so I still have more understanding of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the transition wouldn't be as as big for me, but okay. like, let's do, now let's focus on, like, the financial side of it and stuff. Right,
0: especially because you're business-minded, entrepreneurship-minded, like, you took business school classes, like, you knew you, you know, wanted to understand business, so it's, like, you know, I guess the hardest part would be if someone, like, didn't have the sense of it, you know, didn't have, like, any business logic it would be harder to to learn this business skill like doing yeah. stuff. but you have the logic which is once then once you just learn how, the skill like you know you can go pretty fast from there but i mean we mentioned the the team aspect and obviously everyone in real estate talks about how teams are you know the key like i mean i, I haven't seen anyone i've never seen a single person do it by himself you yeah. know do the whole thing by himself obviously i mean you can't <laughs> build the building get the money i mean yeah. you have to, have to get the lender even yeah however you define the team but um i guess tie in the, tie-in, the First part about the conversation i've seen a lot of athletes in real estate just networking a lot of people in corporate positions i mean I think it, it makes sense why we there's a lot of athletes in real estate i'm just i'm curious in terms of what did you learn as an athlete that you think helps you as a in real estate or will yeah. help you you know going well, forward i
1: think that's a good question um i think that like being an athlete in real estate there's a lot of things about like that team dynamic that is really the exact same and I talk about this with one of my friends Zach Harris um, that was like my old boss at Zach the Builder We always talk about like when we were trying to figure out um, problem solving and like just figuring out what we're going to do next or like how to like unpack what's going on like within our business and what we're trying to do we always related it back to football <laughs> literally like it, it would literally just be like well you wouldn't tell, and he's a linebacker. So you're like, you <laughs> tell like line to do this and that. If I don't understand, well I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> so it, that's been like a really cool aspect of like getting into real estate, getting into construction. It, that dynamic uh, is still there. It just it's like joining like another team and like learning how to like communicate differently. Yeah, but yeah, I do think that, that that's the the cool side of real estate is like and like construction as well, like if you're like working for, for something, there's something, there's something that's always new. Like every day, yeah. something's new and you're needing a lot of other people that can do things that you can't, but they still need you as well. There's mm-hmm. so many other facets that you kind of like said earlier. And so that's why I think it is very attractive for athletes to go into real estate because they're using the same type of um, problem solving methods, same teamwork dynamics, but they're applying it to something else. And they're like seeing like the direct benefit of it. It's not just like you're just like at like a, you know, like this one job that you do you make up a call like the same thing every day. Right. Everything's different. Every deal is different. It's not kind of how it is. Watch people on the track, on the court, like whatever that is. Yeah. And you kind of talked about that, you know, before we started is I think that's also why um, business owners are people that are looking for employees like coming out of college right they look at athletes in the sense that like, yeah, you're dedicating a lot of time into your sport but they're seeing this like, okay but once they dedicate that time towards me and my business yeah. and they're gonna put that same type of mentality right. which is like sometimes difficult to develop um when you haven't been a part of like a team sport right? yeah it's
0: funny because it could go even like you can even go down all the way to like the individual level like you know, these people had to work hard, you know, they had to wake up early, like lift weights, like do things that were difficult, uncomfortable, you know, that there's obviously that team dynamic that you mentioned, um, but they have to deal with loss. Like, how do you deal with like things not going your way? You know, how do you adapt to a situation where you, you know, you weren't expecting this, but you now have to, you know, change on the fly. Um, There's the aspect of even um, in terms of like the trust, right? Like, you know, you have to rely on some people sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you can't do it all yourself. Like no yeah. team sport can you really do it all yourself. And yeah, it makes a, I, I think it's just like the perseverance you're already built to, you know, work hard. And some people who didn't have to get pushed like in that, in the sport, you know, may not have been trained to work hard. And I think that's a, that's a big aspect of it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's working hard and this, not saying that like, you have to be an athlete to be like, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it does put you in an environment where, it's not, it's not even just about like working hard, like everybody sure. can like work hard, but like being able to kind of what you said, like take loss and use that as how to get better and understanding mm-hmm. that everything that goes wrong is why it's going to go like right in the future. Mm. As long as you see it as that, like if you see it as such, like and understanding, like, Hey, like this didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. fell on my face and got drug around yeah. and then you wake up and do it again and understand like okay like now that's not going to happen to me again and i'm glad that i went through that because now i know and just you just keep going instead of like letting it pull you back or you start diverting or having these doubts it's like you just have this perseverance that goes with that like hard work that like you're you're just able to like l after l after l (laughs) just insanely just like keep you know keep going and keep waking up and keep trying to get again
0: well, yeah, I guess on that note, you know, you're starting your own business or you started your own business, Um, you know, that's obviously got to take a lot of work, especially being pretty young. Um, I mean, you got the skills, but there's a lot more to, to start your business than the skills, right? You know, you got to get the clients, you got to do, you know, yeah. all, all the parts. I mean, I guess, first of all, can I just, I just want to hear a little bit about your inspiration for starting your own business and kind of, you know, what, what's your plan? Like, what, 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 what are you envisioning?
1: Yeah. So. My inspiration for starting my own business, um, I'm like glad you asked this question. I just had a, a conversation with a few months ago with uh, my friend named Dean, and he kind of asked me like the same question, more along the lines of like, who's your inspiration, <laughs> or like who? And I couldn't give him an like, answer. It's like, I think you're always just like expected to like give this person, yeah. you know, like that you idolize. Oh, they, like, you know, I saw them do that, whatnot. But in my case, like, I don't come from people that, like, my family wasn't involved in real estate. I had no friends that were really in real estate, right? You know, it's just not a concept that I really started diving into until, like, my sophomore year of, like, exactly how I was going to use my business management marketing skills in order to be, like, an entrepreneur, even if I wasn't going to. Mm -hmm. And I think what inspired me really was figuring out, unpacking, like, what is my goals in life but really what type of lifestyle that I want to live like how does that look day to day like what am I able to like do like am I able to like wake up and and what's the first thing that I'm able to do and um, that's kind of where it started going into seeing real estate as the opportunity to getting a lifestyle that I, I want yeah, yeah. imagine like that. So that's kind of where that inspiration came from, was really like within myself of like I didn't know, I hadn't seen anybody I had no mentors. I didn't have no understanding of what the hell it <laughs> yeah. do, how to do. get involved or whatever. I was like, this is the lifestyle that I want. And this these are the possibilities that I'm wanting, like through like, you know, that's possibly that through like real estate. yeah, like let's do it. like let's figure <laughs> it out. let's. There's so many opportunities, like there's so many ways within real estate construction that you can make for yourself and that's like extremely attractive you know so yeah that's kind of what inspired me is really just understanding like what my lifestyle wanted to be in the future what time what kind of life do i want to live
0: yeah um, makes a lot of sense that's a it's a good reason And I, I mean yeah real estate offers a lot of flexibility especially when you start owning real estate you know start making money right. from collecting checks and yeah. uh you know it's gonna be it's gonna be cool but i guess um How's it going? You know, how, how's the business going? Like, Man. tell me where where you're at. How, what's the you, you started three months ago, right? And yeah, so what's the what's it looked like since then? And you know, let me get also like what's uh, what what are you what are you, what, what services you offering to?
1: What it was what
0: like what what's your I mean your yeah like what have you been doing? What kind of yeah, so jobs? You know?
1: I'll first say like again like I'm, I'm I'm a general contractor. I do only residential stuff like drywall, paint, sheetrock, whatever that may be. Um, don't do roofs, but like, more. <laughs> renovation type the reason i'm doing that is so that i can leverage when i get into my own real estate deals i have my own company right? mm-hmm. and control of the whole construction process i don't have to pay because now i know how much a general contractor really right. is making off of what it really costs uh-huh. like i just did a, a a price calculation for um a real estate agent and like allocating my price like it looked good on the sheet but then like putting my price into it i was like yeah put it over like budget it, like you know so um that's awesome yeah that's that's what that's kind of what i'm offering and i started in october and honestly like it's it's been difficult like if if i'm gonna be honest with you it it has been a a difficult three months or so and i'll tell you why i think um when i was like first going into this i had all this momentum build up like i freaking graduated from tulane like i also have like just picked up my home inspection uh licensing through like uh texas like you know, and then I'm working at this custom, uh, develop custom home building company, uh, slash real estate development. Like I'm the main project manager. Like I couldn't be in a better position. Like I was like, when I start my own thing, like, and everything's like, you know, saying like I'm meeting all these different like suppliers and, and subs and, and clients and things. I just, was like, all the pieces are here. Like when I start my own thing too, I'm going to just be flying colors out the door. Like people are going to be ready to go. And I'm going to have, I'm already leading these projects of these like high-end things. I'm going to be good to go. <laughs> and kind of what I was talking about earlier, like that when I started, I kind of just jumped into it like cold turkey of like, you know, like small jobs leading into it on the side. I just went straight in and quickly realized that there was a lot of things that I thought I was really good at or thought that I knew that i didn't know Mm. or even worse there was a lot of things that i didn't know that i didn't know until i didn't know Mm. if that makes sense
0: yeah of course
1: i didn't know that i didn't know until i did that's that's the problem
0: (laughs) the things the things that you know you don't know are (laughs) not as problematic as the things you don't know you don't know of course yeah
1: and that was that's something that i i I was very humbling for me it's like I, i i've never haven't been in a situation like that to where like. And I'll go into that as, like, like, there was a few aspects. Again, like, I thought I was just going to be shooting out and and, and this and that, I have all the answers to things. Um, and since I did have a good construction background of, like, organizing the project, like, once the deal was accomplished, they hand it, hey, all right, so this is what we need. Go pick up these materials, order these, like, finish this project out. I was, like, good to go. That's what I thought my business would be. Like, you know, <laughs> right, People were going to like me because, like, you know i'm likable well, and i know what hell i'm talking about as far as construction i really do know how to like build it out so like that's all yeah I need. yeah yeah but man there's so many more especially when you're when you're it's
0: the timing too right you have to time is, is that an aspect like of I mean, you know you have, like when am i gonna get this like you know when things are gonna come in like when do you have to go to the hardware store like that.
1: that yeah that, that, that's something that i wasn't worried about okay yeah that's something that I was like, cool. Like that's that that's not something that I was worried about. What what I ended up realizing was that there's a lot of stuff before you get to the deal. You first you have to get the, the deal for it. you have to get it right. like A contract in order mm-hmm. to do the job,
0: right? Oh, there's you know, you're negotiating about people who are trying to win the deals right. or have so much more experience than you. They know how to, you know, they know the tricks, they know the, the, effort it made. the sale it made the sales, sales of it. Yeah. Like,
1: that was a big aspect for me is like I have all this construction knowledge. But a homeowner, like you can't just come out and just start spitting facts and think that, okay, like here, like this is how much it costs. Like I'm a professional and giving no, like you're competing with other people, you're, you're, you're also selling to people that obviously they're hitting, they're they're contacting me because they don't know how to do the job themselves Mm -hmm. in some capacity. Right. So like me just relying on my construction mind or experience isn't good enough. Like you have to be. A very well-versed like salesman as well Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of components that i didn't even know that i was going to need until i was already in right so like i'm like holy shit like (laughs) these first like deals i'm going into or these projects i'm going in like doing great building rapport at at the beginning (laughs) faith they make it (laughs) i mean i didn't even know yet this is this is so this is the process of it like and this is like the reality of like entrepreneurship or like starting your own business is like there's a lot of stuff you think you you're going to be okay at and then like you're gonna figure out that like there's a lot of a lot that you don't know that you're gonna like have to like realize that you got to get better at in order to be successful like that's just it is what it is and like so for me terrible salesman probably a good negotiator i had no idea what to do with like sales like that whole there's a whole skill process of like being a great salesman that i was like not understanding of and like could blatantly see it when i was interacting with my customers once we start talking yeah. about price they were like like what this is a lot of money and i'm like yeah like there's a lot that goes into it yeah i'm not gonna do like cheap work but they're not trying to like hear that that's not how you influence and and get people to feel comfortable with you mm. and i didn't understand that so it's very frustrating every hot projected client i had was like i was getting no 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 like i was getting my foot in the door mm. but like when it came down to it I was not able to turn it over and so like I had to stop and like be like what is going on and I didn't this is what I'm talking about I didn't know what I was doing wrong yet yeah so it was very frustrating yeah and that's kind of from that point well now what like now my world's shaking I don't think I'm gonna fly through it and stuff and now I'm at this point like shit like <laughs> yeah like I haven't even I'm doing something wrong something's not working is it me or them like what is it
0: yeah, well, it's the only thing that you can affect is yourself, so you got to you gotta assume it's yourself.
1: otherwise, yeah. otherwise, you're never going to do it. Yeah that's the reality of like, again, like entrepreneurship. Yeah. There is no fingers to point at. There's nobody to point at, yeah. even if you think there is. Yeah, It doesn't matter. It doesn't you know, matter. You're still going to be stagnant, your business not going to do anything. Yeah. So you do something to overcome whatever that is. Yeah. So first was like identifying what I wasn't good at, like, OK, first, boom sales gotta, gotta do that, so from then on, like, I started going, like, every day, like, the majority of my day was just, like, learning YouTubing, like, really good salesman on YouTube, I forgot his name, I was looking at a lot of, um, Jordan Belfort, of course, <laughs> I, I like, not yeah, him, but, like, this, this other guy named, I think it's Grant, like, Cardone. Dan, Grant Cardone, like, there's a lot of these great salesmen, and what I did is, like, I started making a study guide basically yeah. like a literally a talk sheet of like what how to counter objections each and every objection What do each one of them say which one do i like how do i combine them mm. so like developing this whole like method and every day when i wake up it's first thing i turn on like uh-huh. you, we talk about like audiobooks i first thing i turn on boom i'm listening to my own notes i'm mm. like what and, and i'm slowing it down and trying to answer my own questions before mm. they come up like okay next needs to be said this this, this. And that's yeah. like the whole process of like getting better at that but that was like i've noticed from then i'm getting further and further into deals mm. like i haven't got you know where i'm at right now here's your question is like i haven't got the bigger deals that I've, i i thought that i would be able to get like these full-out renovations right like, the deals that are the the work i've done so far has been like really small type like renovations like repair like windows and stuff like that which was also like a humbling thing as well. Like you mm-hmm. think you're gonna come out and 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 kill it. You Go it, home. You gotta, you like gotta, yeah. yeah, you gotta start that from the bottom, like from the bottom, like literally <laughs> yeah. from the bottom, and still like taking that as like a like a building block, like just just keep going, and it and it gets bigger and bigger. That's awesome. You know, so
0: yeah, I'm I'm gonna give you my list of sales books. I got some. some good ones. Uh, yeah.
1: Love to have them, but like yeah. yeah, like but I've noticed from that as well as like like it's definitely been been difficult but i have like now i'm at the point like i'm I'm this close from closing like this really big like deal like it's like inside of this it's like a whole um turning a whole garage into a airbnb type space wow. and then totally doing the inside of their kitchen as well as the exterior like this is like a possible like hundred thousand dollars plus deal that i'm like this close on and i've only got that close because i was able to see the sale side of like Move like guiding somebody through a conversation, building mm-hmm. that rapport up, and getting to the point, Two months ago, would have been kicked out at the beginning, right? And this is something I've been working on with this person for like a month. So, like,
0: yeah, I mean, just to mention it too, I, I, I just thought, like, you also don't have the um the economy on your side either, oh right? My God,
1: we're right into it, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's going into the holidays. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I was like, shit, like
0: timing might not be optimal
1: best but what else would i have done
0: no. oh, if, not now, when, right? if, if not now when right if
1: not now when exactly <laughs> you know what like, exactly like i don't think like wherever whenever if, if, if was at at whatever time but yeah and and one of my mentors jared uh, franklin and you know he reminded me of that i was like to get into this because i saw him reach my mentors have reached success extremely quickly but they started at a different time i started at ida like right when Ida hit.
0: oh wow oh my god So they're literally coming in and just fixing everything. It's like,
1: yeah. There was no, I mean, you could (laughs) permitting was off like the literally the permitting part of New Orleans is like, you know, just build it. You gotta fix fix your stuff. Yeah. Now it's there's a lot, it's a lot more strict. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: so there's a lot of other factors, and that kind of goes into like the other side of like you're really like running your own race. You can't be comparing yourself Mm. to other people. Yeah, that's a good point. Everything is like Get your head down, you know, and and, and just focus on like you and, and what what your process is. I don't know if I'm I'm no that's good question.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I i I mean, I guess one thing to mention, if you stick in stick around New Orleans enough, you might you might have to there'll be another chance to rebuild the city. Yeah. you know, like just so possible. yeah. Yeah, yeah. not like no one's hoping for that, you're not hoping for that. But like that's kind of that comes with that comes with the territory. Yeah. I mean really like it does
1: here to help though like I'm, yeah that's I'm, I'm amazing way to contract i'm fully licensed fully insured um i'm definitely like, like i told you at the beginning of this podcast i like i really love this city i feel like this is like my community so like if something were to happen a storm to come through like that like of course like it's an opportunity for my business but it's also an opportunity to have a real good and and trustworthy contractor helping you build your home back because yeah a lot of people in new orleans have had not had that in the past with Katrina, so they've been taking advantage of. Right. So a lot of aspect of my business is making sure that I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be doing that. Yeah, no, of investing, course. Um, for that. So like it would it would definitely be something like I would either, if I wasn't doing construction, I'd be here anyway, picking up trash, trees, whatever it may be. Right? Yeah.
2: So
0: yeah, I know it's great. Like part of the reason I, I like one thing about business I love is just that it's the opportunity to, you know, help people and like give people like, you know, if you or an honest business person like you're genuinely the the reason that people are giving you money because they need something that you have the ability to provide you know you're providing a service and of course they're you know it's not usury to be compensated you know as long as it's a fair deal and I guess the I mean I know in your in your business like it's going to be referrals are going to be a big deal as well. Yeah. You know, you treat people right. It's just your network grows as
2: the information like, the provided the on this podcast is it's intended to be educational to and informational only and is not considered to be formal like, legal advice. Yeah, there's just so much the listener today, should not I'm take not or, refrain not or refrain a, from taking uh, action based so, on its content. You know, if any if listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts
1: the biggest aspect you guys my inspiration was like fidget aspect of my business is being able to live the lifestyle that I want to live like I'm a business major but also like I'm huge in, into in, I was an environmental studies major as well I did a lot of like social justice type work during college and community type work as well yeah. so, like definitely still going to be implementing that's the flexibility and possibility of being your, your own having your own business is that you are your brand you get to implement what you want you know yeah and so like i'm really excited about doing that like being able to implement like the lifestyle but also like the like the beliefs and like the uh morals and whatever like whatever type of engagement like i can i have the possibility to do that
0: yeah so. yeah definitely and so i guess on that like what what is the the vision for for your business going forward what what's the the success um criteria what's the end goal where you, where where are you yeah. Open and open. you can go uh, yeah, we, as far we, in the future as you want Yeah, yeah. We, and we talked
1: about this before of course um, i think my end goal i'm not
2: and i talked to my mom about this just you know
1: my biggest goal with this is not to take real estate to this huge you know corporate type of of company it, it could it may maybe mm-hmm. like if it gets yeah. there i don't know but that's not what i want to do that What I want, my business model is to be as lean as possible. Like, anything that I can do, I'm going to do it. And if I get busier, like, whether that expands. But I'm not trying to have this entire huge, like, operation of, like, different, like, people that I'm self-employing, like, that are on, like, a W-2. Right, right. I'm trying to be as lean as possible because, again, I'm not trying to make this, like, this enormous, like, construction company. I'm trying to use this as leverage into getting into real estate and being a very efficient developer yeah. or exchanges, <laughs> that's <laughs> a word. Like, yeah, didn't you mean- like, yeah like I, I, I want to be able to be really lean. And and so like success for, for real estate would really looking like, you know, I, obviously I'm not paneling with the accounting. That's one thing. Like I can give any advice to any entrepreneurs listening, like get your own account. I don't care if you think <laughs> you're an accountant. If you're an entrepreneur, i mean there's it doesn't mean that they're They're. you're not paying that much money in order to have somebody like save you like like you don't, headache. you don't have yeah, it's such a headache you have so much more to worry about than constantly having to worry about like your transactions uh it's tax season I'm never i'm 23 years old like i've never had to pay taxes before yeah like now i'm gonna go pay like i was on the phone with my accountant today yeah and it was like yo <laughs> like, talk like I'm kind of nervous about this. I have no idea what he was like. I got you. Like yeah. we've already set all these programs up. already have it all. Yeah. Long-term. I was like, bet.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. There's no withholding when you're your own business. You know, there's no who's holding who's withholding the taxes, right? Exactly. It, yeah. It's
1: on you. So big advice: get it Don't worry about it. But yeah, like success for, for me would just to be as as a very lean um company with very little overhead, but still able to do any type of build out right now it looks like it just wants to be like resident residential maybe I start right. like going into commercial if it's like you know um affordable housing or something like that but mm-hmm. like very very mean very small um yeah is that's it kind it of what that would look like I'm not trying again I'm not trying to make say a huge you know like you see me on these like Go ahead, right? Yeah. I have like an insane marketing budget and stuff because like to me like my philosophy of like business and my Goals of entrepreneurship is not to be, I already told you I want to live a lifestyle that I want to live. And that includes just having the time and ability to step away from my business when I want to and for how long I want to. Yeah. When you have a lot of employees, um, huge, you know, marketing like budget or, or things like all these different overheads, like yeah, the overhead, you can, you can it's burn, it's burn right money, but like the cost of running your business is high as well. So yeah. the second you really stop or want to take time away or you're, you're always still having to be within like your, your business and whatnot. And, and to me, it's just not attractive. To do
0: that. I mean, it goes completely full circle to where we started in the conversation because you, it's about your lifestyle too. It's part of your inspiration, you know? So if it's like, if it's a burden, you know, that doesn't solve the problem that you're trying to achieve, but really it's, for it's the opportunity to have, you know, the, I guess lifestyle and the um, flexibility to do what you want when you want, and that's—I mean—that's beautiful. It's an yeah, awesome way to way to to do it. And I mean, um, so I mean, okay. So I don't know if this is jumping, or it's okay. If you don't want to talk about it, but I'm curious about this build out, this Airbnb build out. I know, okay. I know you haven't. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to talk about it because you haven't secured cool. the deal yet. But you know, because I don't, I don't know if you're superstitious about it. But okay. yeah, I'm just curious in terms of, you know, how, what does that look like? Like, what's your from you a
1: construction standpoint or like what, what it's kind of
0: like from i guess from a your like your contribution like your creative capacity or like you know what are, like what's the vision in terms of like how do you go about figuring out what to do and you know yeah. you know what like how you decide what you think it should look like, like what's what's just yeah. I, I don't really yeah, know much no, about no, that no, part yeah you know? good
2: question
1: like it, it's it's a whole process and like part of that <laughs> one again I have not been through this entire front end process. I've been in build out processes, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that goes in for this. Again, marketing, customer develop or client development as well. Right. But permitting mm-hmm. in order to have a you have to have a building permit in order, you know, like bring out like a, a habitable space for type of work right now. It's not identity anymore. You can't just get away with building something out and putting it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get a permit, you have to have some type of drawings usually structure engineer mm. or an architect so like there's that's a whole other dynamic as well
0: is that overhead prior to even securing the deal
1: it's it's something that so that's a, a, it, it it's depends on how you want to structure your deal mm-hmm. you can there's a few ways like you can talk about that with the, the client and say hey like this you know what we're going to do like in order to get the drawings because in order to get the drawing you have to have you know, you, it has to be also with a structure engineer. Like right. They have to go like hand in hand. Yeah, that's what, see the property. So in, that's right? like, okay, well, who's paying for it? Is it going to be me or you? Like, yeah. that's, that's like a real conversation to have. And it's a conversation that kind of, technically like it's before you can even really give a, a true bid. Mm, right? Like so true. Because I have, I know if I were to do it right now, without, if I didn't have a, need to have a building permit, would be golden. Like, I already know exactly how many sheets of drywall I've been 12 sheets of drywall. I know who my um, bathroom tiling team is going to be. I know who's going to hang the shelves and stuff. Boom, boom, boom. But with permitting, we have to make sure that this is structurally sound. Yeah. <laughs> like that it's going to withstand this. We have to make sure, like, what does the infrastructure look like underneath? Can we
0: put mm. extra weight in? Could, uh, extra
1: weight? Is a, could, can it sustain a roof? The
0: foundations in New Orleans are, are not great. Yeah, is the building?
1: How
0: you know? I mean, like, this house is a little bit slanted. Not, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But well, Yeah, I know what you mean. That's cool.
1: Um, freaking plumbing. Like, can you run plumbing through the slab? Like that was a huge thing that we were thinking. I was like, dude, I'm not gonna crack this slab. Like, that's right. we had to really get an understanding of what we can do. So it was constant like back and forth. And that kind of goes with the reality of like a construction process. It doesn't even matter how much how much you know, it is has to be a very transparent process because there were a lot of times I would because they were these clients specifically are trying to see if they want to put a cable back on top of it and, uh, we we're trying to figure it's out camel back. You, a camelback is like, like an addition to a house either it can be on the mm. back that you're adding on to or literally on top of the house. i know what it's you like, mean i've like, seen them like unit, right yeah yeah so they're trying to figure out which one to do so i don't have my structure near involved at this point oh so that's like a big deal like, yeah exactly well, okay what's your goal so that's that's a big part of of the process as well and it's not just like okay what do you want but why do you want it what's your goal Cause mm. i'm also a professional like i yeah. have a team
0: I, yeah they don't even know what they want sometimes too and they don't they don't know what yeah. they don't know either like you got to help them with the vision exactly. yeah it makes a lot of sense
1: you have to you know and then i'm i also am connected with architects construction engineers i can give that can give give me advice on what we can and cannot do or what sounds good and i'm able to offer that so like she wanted this and then i was like we, we started talking more like okay what's your why well what are you trying (laughs) to get out of this and it really turned out like oh i don't just want a camelback i want it because i want to to airbnb it yeah okay well actually you have this shed right here that's it's like 10 by 18 i I'm like that is literally the same space that you would put up there this has a foundation framing like this is significantly cheaper you can get your the same like your roi is going to be a lot quicker than you putting it up on there which is kind of cost way more money kind of
0: in your roof and whatever Yeah. yeah it's crazy
1: you have to make sure that it can the whole structure can withstand that much weight. Right. So now you're dealing with the foundation of a, a pre-world war home. Yeah, yeah. A lot more risk as well. And then, like the what's the whole thing of, of like real estate? You're trying to limit your risk and have the most upside as, as possible. That's it. It's <laughs> gonna take you a longer time to get that upside because it costs them a lot more
0: and time, risk. time is a huge ah. aspect because every especially you like, I mean, maybe not in this situation, but if you have a construction loan, every single month you're paying high interest rate. Like literally every single like the whole oh, expression. So. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's definitely a grind. But the whole the whole um expression is like rather save um a second than save a dollar. You know
1: exactly. And that, and that's what honestly it goes back to why I want to do, get this construction side nailed down. Like I'm really in the construction. I'm like man, this is gonna help me when I learn. Like okay, now I'm gonna know exactly how long this is gonna take. Cause that's what kind of can kill or get you sunk into strapped to a deal is you think it's going to take this amount of time it takes way longer it ends up being more money and you end up losing your equity or like the, yeah. the you know how much money you could have got out of that that deal cuz the construction side of it which right. is honestly like the most i would say unpredictable but like it, it's 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 the hardest to like get right i feel like
0: yeah no i'm, I'm doing good yeah yeah we're good but yeah no that makes a lot of sense um well i guess a the theme is you don't know what you don't know but I'm wondering how do you know that you know anything at all? <laughs>
1: are we are we at this at the yeah,
0: uh, we're we're at, we're at the we're at the philosophy, philosophy stage of the podcast. <laughs> you no, know, uh, yeah, Sorel and I talk about philosophy a lot. So, I thought that we'd pick some philosophy theme to to ponder on the episode and um so so yeah, I guess the question the question is yeah, how do you know question, that you know anything? How do
1: you know that you know that you know anything?
0: yeah how do you i guess how do you know that anything that you know is is really knowledge it's really true
1: i mean what i've what I've been like thinking so far right know is like you really
2: don't yeah
1: like I know like and you probably have a lot more insight into me this as well we're talking about is it epistemology yeah, like
0: theory of knowledge,
1: yeah theory of that and um everything that is is that you're you learn from somebody else or that you're seeking you're still coming from like a like a individualistic like perspective of things and you see like over time like things change like theories that uh, they evolve or like they go out the window yeah and at one point in time that was like the shit like that was what was right everybody agreed with it yeah everybody knew it was it and then somebody hundreds however many years maybe in the same lifetime comes out. actually hey there's something else that we need to consider. Now it goes out the window, that, yeah. that understanding of what people were thinking knowledge was, what, what you were thinking knowledge was has now been, there's, there's a new frame. There's a new yeah, frame. I
0: mean, like think about the Copernicus, like, you know, he gets, um, he's, uh, he's treasonous or he's uh, imp- impious for thinking that the earth is around or thinking that the, the, the earth is not the center of the universe. By saying that the sun is the center of the solar system, you know, that get, that can get you killed. You know, like, but like nowadays, obviously you're not, there's no church out there murdering people for radical ideas, but like there's still the institution of science. And when you have a theory that goes against it, you know, you can take a lot of grief. It, it can be really hard to have those theories. So, I mean, I think like just in terms of science and knowledge, like progressing, like the openness of being able to say an opinion that's dissenting, that's opposite from the mainstream. Like if if we silence people from saying like, a theory that's counter to some theory in in science or in knowledge or in philosophy that that could get us in trouble because you know it doesn't broaden the range of possible solutions because I guess you know ever since Plato, Aristotle, even and you know the same thing holds true. The more you know, the less you know, right? Yeah. Like right. the 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 extent like the 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 edge of the unknown expands as expands. the knowledge like expands. How,
1: how far that can expand one like unknown. could be infinite. Exactly.
0: It could be infinite. But we don't know. We don't know what the extent of knowledge is itself. But I mean, I think about it a lot in terms of just like, there has to be, a, you have to be making a fundamental assumption to, to believe anything you believe, right? The fundamental assumption has to be that reality, the things that we, the things that we pick up with our senses, we have to assume that those things are reality, right? The, the alternative would be we're in the matrix and all this is fake. know this is not real this is all a figment of uh you know of something else um and the other the other assumption you have to make i guess in terms of living the human life is that every other people are also the same thing as you that they are also real right they're not part of the simulation right so it's like those are two assumptions you have to make to have a, a life with other people you know i guess to like, it's like, I could be asking you for advice. And if you were not real, you could be just telling me things that are, are untrue. Like, you know, it's just like, so there are fundamental assumptions. I, I happen to believe that people are real, that other people are real. And that, I mean, I'm less sure that, that reality is real. But I do think other people are real, you know? Yeah. But this could just be, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like most of, most of things are empty space. Like most of this table is like, more than ninety percent empty space. Yeah. Literally nothing. Yeah. Everything that like you think thing is a thing, the space between like... electron and the and right, this, even the space between the electron and the um, nucleus is like orders of magnitude
1: bigger than the each of the components. Yeah. So. I think that's what's what's interesting on on like trying to put into frame of like where we're at and how like small things are or how big things are yeah. is like, so relative. Yeah, scale is like, tough. Like we're we're looking at like like we're talking about atoms and how they're small they are the distance yeah. between like the um electrons and, and, and like the quartz inside, but like there's things that are that are so big that we are that small to it <laughs> as well. And then like even from there, like it's just like this like ever-ending almost like system where time
0: like, itself you know what's the size of time right how long is time like is it infinite like that's even we have the beginning of the universe but that's probably it feels weird to say that's the beginning of time you know like because
2: where sure. what was before
0: there like, like,
1: like, exactly yeah I was about that. like okay so what what was before that and i think something like what is that book called that
0: yeah it's the um it, it has to all do about the i mean I, I refer to it a little bit it has to do with the edge of knowledge that's um the great unknown
1: Great unknown. What is that
0: called? it's by um like, marcus the, de Satoy.
1: goes back like i really be forgetting names and
0: yeah and yeah <laughs> it's harder. Yeah. yeah
1: but like that's that's a big concept that um that he goes into is just like like the endlessness of, of like all these like different like possibilities um, mm-hmm. yeah how we like we're just looking at it from like our perspective of like being human so, yeah like we don't have the capacity to, like, look at it from outside of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be radical here, and uh, I have no experience in physics. I mean, I, actually, I took AP physics in high school, but that's the full extent of my formal physical or physics knowledge, and then also YouTube University, obviously. But um, my theory, and maybe physici- or physicists would be like, this is crazy, this is dumb, but to me, it seems like it makes pretty makes uh, like some sense. It, makes, it seems pretty it obvious. Right. So I have a, this is the theory that I have is that there's two huge, like, I guess, I guess astrophysical concepts that we know the least about. Right. What happened before the Big Bang? Right. We know the millisecond after the Big Bang. We, we start we, we have like, uh, I guess, waves or some like resonance that we could pick up from that point of right when the Big Bang happened. The thing that we also know we don't know is what's on the inside of a black hole, right? Because there's, there's an event horizon which no information could come out of black hole. It sucks in light, it sucks in energy, it sucks in mass, and nothing escapes the black hole, right? Well, So my theory is that we, we don't know anything about what's in, what happens in a black hole. We know that all the mass gets pointed into a singularity, like that all of the mass and energy gets sucked into and forms a single point in the middle of the black hole. Those know the big bang was a single point that started, and now we have all of the mass and energy in the universe. My theory is that each universe, our universe was the point, the singularity of a black hole in another universe that all of the mass and energy sucked into a black hole f- built up so much in, inside it a black hole, it hole it that a... came out and started a whole new universe that all the energy, all the black holes are possibly new universes. And, and that's like kind of, that's the connection between the multiverse theory that, you know, there's obviously a theory that there's a multiverse that there's, all these different exact same versions of you know different universes that this could be the connection like the black hole is the star of a new universe and it, the reason it makes sense is because there's singularity in both and the big bang starts as a single point you know and like we know like it's the fabric of space-time it's like if you
1: right,
0: right you think about it as a sheet it sucks down and like the, eventually it might get to a point, it's a point that, it just burst, yeah and, it and it's through. the opposite right it's ah. a, like the black hole's like a funnel down yeah. the big bang is literally the opposite of a funnel out right I don't know how that works but that's my theory and now it's going to be public so now when when some physicist proves it it's me because they're proving my theory it's here it's here you heard it here now so yeah it's official
1: go ahead ahead. well yeah that's it
0: that's the theory that's it yeah (laughs) um so now i have to learn how to prove it which which is
1: probably need some more mathematics yeah i'm not too
0: good at math i i got an a in calculus though but um yeah so i guess you know, instead of proving that, have someone else prove it. Hopefully I make enough money in real estate where I can maybe give a grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that would be a cool thing to be able to, yeah, the Ben Malik Foundation will fund research into this theory. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the Ben Malik Foundation.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, on that, ready for the lightning round? The lightning round.
1: Yeah, that's it. I didn't know there was a lightning round. Ah, it's lightning
0: round. All right, starts easy, gets harder. Okay. So, if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: I could have any superpower, what would it be?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think if I had any superpower, I would have. Um... Cool. Yeah. What's that? what we talking
1: about right now. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, it'd be just dope to, to like, to experience, for me, like, just different aspects of like human development mm. like as like going far back Dude. and then comparing that to what that would look like in the future like i always consist, always like think about like people that were like like trendsetters like back you know like they revolutionized this and that and it's like like imagine me with my thoughts and my perspective that is ne- and you can't take that away from me if i'm, yeah. when I'm traveling i would be going back like what i view able to Like, what would I find out? What would I be able to, like, teach? And, like, going, like, forward, like, we
2: we look at these, yeah.
0: So if you could only go backwards or forward, which way would you go?
2: I think I would go,
1: I will go forward. I would go forward. Yeah. And because, like, I'm just so intrigued by, like, I mean, I'm just really intrigued by just, like, where we're getting, with like space travel and quantum mm. mechanics. Yeah. Like I'm really, really big into, um, I don't have a huge, big, big background. So again, YouTube University, shout out.
0: Yeah, that's um, legit. But like- man, They want you to think that YouTube is not, doesn't have good information. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs>
1: the but, institutions but are I, competing. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, you can watch it from YouTube. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I what, we're, what we're getting with, with like quantum computers and like just understanding AI. quantum mechanics and like the sure, possibility sure. of like, They they've made a wormhole in like a lab. I'm not sure if you that. that. Like that's crazy. Really small, like (laughs) like literally on the atomic level. But like there's these. I just think that it's gonna be. I would love to like, be like a space traveler and like explore (laughs) like these different things and all these things that we're asking questions on right now. Um, it feels like we're at a point, in a sense that we're like uh, kind of we talked about with, epistemology. Epistemology. Yeah, it's like. Do you know it's like we're at a place right now where I feel like a lot of people are very, like, no, eh. I mean, Socrates is different, way, but like, it's like the humbling realization for a normal society, like, damn, we don't know about shit, yeah. And like, I'm, I would be cool to go forward in time and, and we start to like uncover like what's, what's really like in a black hole, or like, yeah, what, how far can we go and like having like other, you know, like, I think that's that's cool. like going backwards would be dope. But um, going forward is, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. I yeah.
0: Really cool. Maybe you can see dinosaurs either way. Maybe, maybe we'll have. Maybe.
2: the right? <laughs> <Maybe.
1: laughs> Dinosaur. Yeah. Like, I go back. Like, it's like fun and damn, kind of like do space traveling and like like the world's gone. Like yeah,
0: yeah. I know. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. What's your future? It's, but um. That's
1: a bigger risk we go forward.
0: Yeah, it is. Who knows?
1: You like
0: it, but- there's tons of things you don't know about the past here though i mean so if, okay so my answer would be there's one thing that i want more than anything in the entire universe i could say because yeah um i want to see aristotle's dialogues so aristotle has like treatises where he like writes out philosophical like you know theories but like the way that plato did his Philosophy was through dialogues. Like it was, he had Socrates as a character, and he had the interlocutor as a character, and they would have a conversation, and the, the theories would be embedded in that conversation. Aristotle wrote dialogues. There's like, there's not, there's we, there's history. We know that he wrote dialogues, but they were all burnt in the the fire in Alexandria. You know, like you know, like the big library in Alexandria that got burnt during the Inquisition, I think, or not the Inquisition during whatever, some crusade, something religious, right? I want to see Aristotle's dialogues. That would be the one thing that I want. One thing that you to
1: bring back. If I so,
0: if I had to choose one place to go, like that is what I, what I'd want from the past. My right. That was uh, well, I guess that would be my favorite book if it existed. But um, but you know what is so sad. next? The next question is what's your favorite book and what's the yeah. one that helped you the most? Maybe you
1: definitely dude, *Sapien*. Like *Sapiens*. let talk about this generic math It's, a, it's that, good. That, that. I'm glad it's a generic, like... like it's yeah, so people great. need to know that stuff. Like, to, Sapiens need, is a great book. Yeah, if you haven't read it, uh, Sapiens, by Yuval Harari, like that, yeah. it doesn't matter what, what you're interested yeah. in. It's, it's the whole like,
0: history of humanity.
1: It's yeah, the whole entire history, from every perspective. I mean, you get your understanding of, of the concept of, of money, of transaction, money. of religion. It, it touches the root of everything. So you really, can, when you read that book, you have to really unpack your biases or what you were mm-hmm. taught and i'm looking like, at yeah. like it yeah yeah <laughs> you have to really like unpack what you were taught and what you know because there is a trace that not just that there's a link of time of like seeing this stuff develop but you can see the psychology develop of it as well like the concept that that is just being embedded like the development um i'm not religious so like it like the development of religion and the development of monotheism from polytheism it goes back and back and you can kind of see so even if you are going to be adamant about your faith adamant and beliefs whatever you know economic beliefs as well like whatever you know social structures capitalism whatever understanding where that comes from and like why and, and seeing how interpretable a lot of this stuff is then you're able to really unpack it and develop a true understanding of what you're of what you're thinking, because you're, you're going to have to like look at it from these like root of where it came from. It's not just like, you just grew up with it. And like, you have all this academic information about it. There's a historical development of it. And I think that's what is so amazing about Sapien is it, it really takes you from like square zero (laughs) of human development, even before that. I mean, the first
0: line is incredible. If you guys, if someone's not going to read it, definitely go listen to the preview because the first line is incredible. I can't remember what it is, but it was like, I, it's, a cliff, it's a cliffhanger, it's a cliffhanger. I just
1: remember it blew my mind. Like
0: it is, yeah, I mean, it's good.
1: But also, so also like goes into human development, but but even before that, like like even the separation of, of like, what is a sapient? Like what is a homeless? Oh sapien? yeah. Where, does that come from? Where did we start out? Like the theories of, of how we've like migrated and what yeah. was before us that that's still it's still a part of our history as well and, and and it's 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 traceable so it really does that book challenges a lot of concepts that we think are concrete like religion um and like social dynamics and the concept of like money like it really does mm-hmm. challenge it through um just like yeah
0: yeah, anthropology, just, yeah anthropology would be great to say it's just a- well written too it's like so i mean we touched on this one already but you know what motivates you every day
1: what motivates me every day i mean well my business i mean i am my like real estate like that's me like yeah and i already said this earlier like what what inspires me is is that is is like attaining that type of life lifestyle. i have and i think that's what motivates me every day is to get to have that type of lifestyle and what that, what that means to me and what that looks like. That's what motivates me every day. Cause I know I don't have it right now. Yeah. And I know I'm on a pace to get it. And I'm, you know, I'm taking those constructive concrete steps to get it. But like, that's what, that's what like motivates me every day is like, like, am, is everything I'm doing right now is this plan that I have every day is me waking up today and doing whatever I'm going to be doing. Is it getting me closer to that goal or is it not? And again, like we can talk about like whatever like, my lifestyle may look like. But um if like you're curious about that, but like it it that's that's my motivation. Is is it's not honestly like I mean, you know, as as I know a word to call it, I guess like I think you know, we're we're taught to have this bigger goal of life and like to have this, you know, take push your limits on your industry or something like that or or you know, even like set your kids up and, and there's all these like very generic things that are like really great things and cool stuff, but like like I think that's side stuff that can come along with it. but yeah, I, like again, like my biggest aspect in real estate is not even to make this like the biggest thing possible. I want it to be a a catalyst a tool in order to have that because I think truthfully, like, I mean, we're stuck in, you know, even though I'm blessed to be in America, like you're still stuck to a like nine to five because like, i working and I really did, don't like the concept of having to like
0: <laughs> have a boss too, right? to what have a boss that's
1: have a boss to okay. like even like work like <laughs> yeah like I'm working my ass off like don't always have to work but like it, yeah it, it, it's it's a teammate of mine he's also an entrepreneur his name's uh Jalen Monroe he has his own um photography and design company um he had talked about this as well it's like it, it, if you you know, it even, it doesn't even matter how much money you have, if you're still working yourself to like death and like, you're not living a lifestyle that you want, you're still a slave to something. still so a like the money to the system of like some type of like capitalism, like what that may be. And that's what I don't want to be like. I want to be fully free, financially free, but also psychologically free. I have no way with, and have no connection or care about, you know, proving something to somebody. Reaching these ideas of what we get in college, professionalism of, like, success. Like, I don't really know. Like, I I want to live the life that I want to live. And that is very low-key, like, very, like, (laughs) nomadicness.
0: You know, it's just the way they bring it that kind of together is just, like, the fact that your life is not for some end in the future. You're not going, right now, you're working towards where you want to be, but where you want to be is the life that you have every day right so yeah. like you are trying to get to a place in life where every day you wake up and it's how you want it to be right where it's not i'm not working to make all this money so that i could get something in the future right that's a big key because the like if if the if the end is something in the future that you can't that you know that it's not about the journey this is the, the, the cliche it's that it's about the journey it's not about the destination your your end is to create the journey of your dreams like the 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 life that you want to live, right? The real end of life is death, right? And so pretty much if you're, if the thing that you want in the future is if, if if all you're doing right now is just for something in the future, the end could come before that.
2: Yeah.
0: And truly there is no end, right? The end is the end. There's nothing after that. So that's bringing yeah. in the philosophy aspect, but yeah, I mean, it's important to strive for the life to be the life that you want it to be. Yeah.
1: And and yeah, and I think that's what I've struggled with a lot is is understanding like this is a life that I want to live. Am I living that right now? And like you said, like loving the journey of it, but the reality of it is, as well it's like. And I tell myself that all the time. Like sometimes, man, like this this journey of entrepreneurship, shit, has been one of the seemingly the most psychologically difficult things I've ever done in my life. Like I've been through hell physically, and with and- <laughs> football, right? Like I pushed myself to the brim of like of physical whatever I could do I, and mental too to even get there right this is still one of the most challenging things it's challenging my mental health like a lot of these things and like sometimes I just think, like okay like at the end of the day like this is part of your journey like this is just part of it learn to love yourself now and learn your journey right now because you, like you said you never know knowing it can be taken away and so like sometimes like like this morning like I woke up and like, like I said, it, so just a little insight with that deal that I was talking about the the garage build out stuff it was going great. Got this close, I'm um, this close. I pushed a little bit too hard at the end for a, a co- consultation fee and like trying to like get you know like finalize the structure engineer stuff. I'm trying to figure out my process. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, like now I'm kind of overwhelmed. Let's let's reconnect after the holidays.
2: Mm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, dang. And I this is like to start my morning off. So I'm like, but then, like, I just started laughing. I was like, damn, like, because I'm going to keep going again. Like, like, this, yeah. this is part of it. Like, here it goes. But, like, I think that's a, I was trying to wrap this up. And, like, that's like the duality, the uh, irony, I guess, or something that's, you know, like a struggle for me is is that. Even though, yeah, trying to like love the process and love the journey because mm-hmm. you don't know when it's going to end. And like one day I am going to look back on this, just like I looked back like on my college experience that I thought sometimes like shitful, like I hated it. And like now I'm like, wow, like I love that moment when I was yeah. down or whatever. Like, man, that, whatever,
0: like make sure you yeah, are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever it may be. But one thing that is the duality of like struggling right now is um that. Part of the life that I want to live is financially unstrapped, like and and no obligation to like a work setting. So like yeah. even the fact of having to do that right yeah. now is still like it's part like, of it, right? It's part of it. I'm just like, look, I don't like, I genuinely don't want to be doing that. Yeah, yet. it's just it's a weird thing. And then like to to not just like like I'm that's my goal, but I'm working so hard to get this. I am like so fully into that this yeah. system, and and I know and. That no other way to get out of it. You have to like grind through it and like yeah. overcome it, and it's like the that's the grit of it. Yeah, that's that's the, the process, you know. Get, you know, and uh, that's like my foster like I'll look on like capitalism and like like you can complain about it or um, think however you want about it, whatever lifestyle or whatever work you want to do, but you're still gonna be within it. And you can't get out of it, and it does take a different type of you know, work ethic, different type of job, or entrepreneurship mentality to understand how to get out of that.
2: And yeah,
0: makes sense. Uh, well, yes. The last question,
1: lighting round, would be
0: if you have a question for me, or what would it, would it, or I could put you on the spot. So I want to give you a chance for revenge. Right. <laughs> so what, So what? What's the question you got for me?
1: Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you though, and I was thinking through my like, what what inspires you? Like, like, what where do you get your inspiration?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, the journey that I'm on is a journey of constant progress, of constant growth. That I'm always trying to be better than I was yesterday, and that that in and of itself is the success of life that I can achieve. That every day I'm growing. I mean, it's easy to say right now when I'm a student, where like I'm here to learn, but I want to be a student of life. I want to be a student every single day. You know, I mean. I'm a philosophy major. That is a reason, you know, I chose to study philosophy because like philosophy is not, is philosophy is just like how to learn, how to live a good life. Like it is like the real questions of of life. But the only way to figure it out is to to think about it, to do it, to live the life, to experience it. And um, so, I mean, like I guess ultimately I want the day I die to be myself in my peak form, right? That I have, every single day I've gotten better. Wherever wherever it ends, it's the top right. of the mountain. You know, wherever I wherever I end, wherever my life ends, that's the highest point of my life. You know, like and it's a constant trajectory upward. where I'm constantly growing, constantly getting better. Um, and I guess that's I guess that's you know all I can really do is just continue to to improve myself and to get better and to learn. Um, I mean, in doing that, I want to have an impact on the people around me. I want to, um, you know, part of if I when I'm in a low point in my life mentally, if, if I ever have like, you know, sad, if I ever feel down, it's usually, I usually am taken out of that down period when I start helping other people or like in like when I help other people that usually, that always bring, like re-inspires me and brings me, um you know, back to my, <laughs> my positive state because um, like life can be really lonely but when you bring other people into your life and when you enter other people's life that's when you realize like the interconnectedness of of all of humanity and all of people and, and like what makes it all the same and that really it's like sometimes i like there was a time in my life when i would think like i am trying to be successful in order to have money and in order to have knowledge and skills and in order so that i could help people right and then i realized that i can help people today i can you know my friend is you know, dealing with some, some issue, I can talk to them and I can help them today. You know, someone doesn't know what they're doing on their homework. I can, you know, share my knowledge today. And it's like, I'm realizing it's like, I'm not working to help people in the future. I help you every day. And like, just that, just keeping that perspective that like, I don't want to put the end out into the future. I want the end. I want the mission, the goal to be now. (laughs)
1: That's some beautiful shit right there appreciate it and then and it makes me really unpack and think about you know what I was like my my version of why I kind of talked about that earlier too is like I'm really heavy on like environmental studies like you did philosophy like I did a lot of environmental engagement or social justice work and like that's something that I as well like I really find um joy in and being able to do that and like that's what part of like that life of like like i'm doing that now but that's like undisturbed yeah (laughs) so i'm just fully like being able to do this like that's also where it wants to be and like so like implementing that and like withholding that within my life as well is also um important to me
0: yeah that's awesome well this was an amazing conversation i understand why people do podcasts in person you know there's something about it it's like you know we could talk at the same time or you know like like my sentence ends your sentence can begin right there's no there's no uh you know formality of the uh structure of zoom so it's definitely nice to have it in person um but if anyone is looking for general contracting construction services anything to do yeah what's your what's your email what's
1: your all right so uh, again it's real estate renovations r-e-l-l-e-s-t-a-t-e renovations um I'm in New Orleans in greater New Orleans area. Um uh, my phone number is 504 470 3002 You can follow me on any social media platform at Real Estate Renovations. Again, fully licensed, fully. <laughs> and like I'm young. I like have a lot to, to learn, but I am very, you know, confident with, with my um capabilities and my team. And yeah, and I'm gonna be transparent throughout that entire process so awesome
0: we appreciate it well Sorrel, everyone listening keep making me awesome
1: oh and i would like to say thank you ben for having me on here man this was this was honestly like an awesome conversation and i'm glad you gave me this opportunity
0: of course it's my pleasure it was a great experience um happy to have met you and glad to keep doing it and i can't see i can't wait to see where you're going and um you know I'm sure our, our paths will cross many, many times.
2: i want to talk more about
1: philosophy,
0: hang up oh, up philosophy real estate. Uh, dude, it's great to have people like you to talk to, you know? Awesome. Well, you make a milestones. Before you go, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in to another awesome episode of Real Estate Milestones. If you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to offer your support, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts It's the best way to increase the show's visibility and help the message get out to a greater audience. I really appreciate your time and support, and keep making milestones.
2: The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts.